This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. We head over to uh, Wefa all the way in Davos. And joining us this evening uh, to unpack a panel uh, that she uh, so managed so well earlier on thinking big on digital inclusion. And that's around the world, uh, not only in developing uh, countries, is uh, Julia Chatley. She is CNN anchor. Julia, thank you so much for joining us this evening. And good evening. And good evening. Yeah, good evening to you too. Good evening. Thank you so much for having me. Wonderful, uh, Julia. I watched uh, that panel. It was very, very uh, interesting stuff. And I think, uh, you know, before uh, we get into some of the very interesting themes that came out of there, maybe just help us unpack or frame, uh, you know, uh, what exactly the the panel was about today. Well, it was about thinking big on digital inclusion. That was the title. And it truly was. Just to give you some sense of the numbers that we're talking about around the world, We still have 2.6 billion people in the world that don't have access to the Internet. And as most people, I think, listening understand, if you can use a mobile phone to access your finances, digitally bank, for example, Google or search in some way to find where you're going, it can be transformative to your life. So that the themes in the panel is how do we bring the private sector, businesses together, governments together, academia together, and try and bring those 2.6 billion people online as fast as we can, particularly in a world where we've got new emerging technologies like artificial intelligence that are going to accelerate our capacity digitally. And the fear is that it widens the digital divide. It doesn't narrow it. So it's thinking big because we want to tackle all of these things as quickly as we can. Also interesting, I think, uh, Julian, what I got from the panel, that it isn't only just about having a smartphone in the hand, but it's also about the issue of connectivity and the infrastructure that enables all of that. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a crucial point. I was blown away when I realized that basically the whole world is covered by broadband. We've got 95% of the world now covered by broadband. The problem is, is that for some people that's 2G, for some people that's 3G, 4G, 5G. And if you're operating on 2G or 3G, it's simply too slow. And just to give you a great data point, for the lowest income nations, what they pay for broadband access is the equivalent of 20 times the cost in a high-income nation. It's around a fifth of their monthly average income. You just can't afford to get on the internet. So it's, it's actually not just about owning a smartphone to your exact point. It's also about bringing down those costs of simply getting access to, um, to be able to use the internet. And that's one of the big problems that we need to solve. And it's all over the world. It's across the continent of Africa, but it's in parts of America too, the richest nations of the, in the world and, and beyond. So it's a problem that everyone's facing to different degrees. Of course, all of this is going to take uh, some investments in infrastructure. Let's talk about that, how the private sector and the public sector are, are working and even uh, could be working together, if not at this point, uh, to ensure, en- en- enable the infrastructure investment, at Julia, because I guess that's the difference uh, between the haves and have-nots at this point. Yeah, the best example I can give you, actually, was a, an organization that was put together by the World Economic Forum back in 2021. It's called the Edison Alliance. 
and it aimed to bring nations together, the private sector together, and just have conversations about how we tackle some of these big issues. So, for example, on that board, you've got the CEO of Verizon, enormous network provider around the world. You have the Minister of um, Information Technology and Communication for Rwanda on that board, an absolutely brilliant woman. Um, Then you have big private equity investor, Robert Smith from the United States. All of these kinds of people coming together and offering their ideas um, and solutions. And they have all sorts of projects going on. What they aim to do is bring one billion people closer to being connected to the Internet and being able to access healthcare and finances um, online over the course of around four years. So far, they've managed to do it with 740 million people. So when you put these partnerships together and these smart people together, whether they're academia, government, uh, the private sector who bring the money, of course, but also those that bring the digital savvy and the know-how, good things happen. And this is a case in point. I must also ask you about uh, the fascinating, uh, you know, a conversation or parts of the conversation that was had uh, with uh, Paula Ingabire. She is the Minister of Information and uh, Communications mm. and Technology in Rwanda. And they're doing amazing things uh, with their government there. Just talk to us about uh, some of that. I thought it was very, very interesting and really a reflection of where governments can go. Yeah, she's absolutely phenomenal. I asked her at the beginning of the discussion whether it was true that they plan to digitize all government services by the middle of 2024, so this year, and she said yes. I can't even imagine America, for example, where I live, doing that in the next 10 years, never mind in the course of the next six months. So they're very digitally savvy, but they also have challenges too, as we've discussed, internet connectivity, the number of people that actually own phones or are digitally literate have the know-how to actually be able to get on the internet and use apps or to use search functions. And she's just fantastic about connecting the dots. What she was pointing out, and she talked about different countries, nations across Africa, she was saying some countries are doing brilliant things teaching their people digital literacy skills. Some of them are doing a brilliant job of providing data speeds and internet apps and some are pushing out programs to get smartphones into people's hands. Very few nations are doing all three things. And if you want to really get digital inclusion in your nation, you have to be thinking about all three things. And quite frankly, for me, Rwanda and the the digital minister, uh, Minister Ngabiri's work is just phenomenal. In fact, actually one of the other panellists from South Africa, a Standard Bank chairperson, Mm. said she wished she could borrow Minister Ingabiri for a few months and what I hear from the World Economic Forum actually is that she's talking to lots of uh, ministers for information technology across the continent of Africa just to talk to them about what they're doing and, and help others learn a brilliant woman as far as I can see. Absolutely. And of course, you see, as you mentioned, you did have the chairperson of the Standard Bank uh, Group Limited, Nongkulego Nyembezi, on uh, your uh, on the panel. Mm. Let's talk about, uh, you know, some of uh, the, the issues around funding and money, because, uh, you know, where the money goes uh, is very important. Yeah. And, and one of the things she was saying is, look, you know, we want to provide the financing to allow people to be able to buy a smartphone. 
she said actually the internet coverage is less of a problem than people actually being willing or able to afford the digital devices. Mm-hmm. Just think if you want to actually get to your bank or get healthcare services, for example, perhaps you need something even bigger than a than a smartphone. She said, look, we stand ready to provide the money. And, and the financing for that, she said her biggest challenge actually was getting data on people to make sure that they can actually repay the loans, the borrowed money that they take. So she sort of came at it from a completely different view, but she said, look, as a bank, they most definitely stand ready. She also said, actually, that there's very little needed from the government. And she fundamentally believes that through the private sector, whether that's providing internet accessibility. We'll talk about broadband networks, which actually she said is the biggest issue, um, in addition to providing the, the smartphones. She thinks the private sector can lead the way, and actually you don't have to wait for the government. In fact, she said actually across the continent that um, it's not often that you wait for the government to take action, whether it's regulation or anything else. Um, businesses, be they big or small, tend to lead the way. Um, she was also really brilliant and very interesting on this. Apollet, all, uh, all we have time for this evening. I'd like to thank you so much for speaking to us. It's been very, very uh, fascinating hearing, but also that panel was uh, so great uh, to watch. Uh, thank you so much uh, for sharing this thank evening. You. Fantastic. Go I appreciate well. the time. Thank you for having me. Wonderful. Go well. That is uh, Julia Chatley. She is CNN anchor, speaking to us about that fantastic panel uh, that she moderated at WEFA today out in Davos, uh, thinking big on the digital inclusion. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.